Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of 15 Minute You. I hope you enjoyed the music change. Just felt like changing up for a minute. I also got a good exit song in honor of the supermoon. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother Matthew Wazork. We back. We back. We're two brothers from Cleveland here to bring you everything that happened last week in college football as well as a preview of next week in hopefully 15 minutes. Matt, we're recording a little later than usual, so no weather to talk about, but I'll tell you, it was pouring in Kent, Ohio, for the Western Michigan-Kent State game. Western intercepted Kent State quarterback Nick Holly, but the Broncos also gave up a fumble. So now we have some change in the turnover margin rankings in the country. We now have three teams, three teams tied at number one. Western, Washington, but also, Conference USA's Old Dominion is now also tied. Welcome to the Turnover Margin Watch Monarchs. You said can't read, can't write. You shouldn't talk about Kent State that way, dude. That's, that's not polite. <laughs> I mean, you know, is it not true, though? Anyways, Matt, it was a crazy week, but did the rankings really change? Run us through the top 25. Did the rankings really change? Well, fair point. Uh, let's talk about movers and shakers. Number... Two, Ohio State moves up from number six after their demolition over Maryland. Crushed. Uh, Auburn, dr- Auburn dropped eight after a, a drops ten spots to number 18 after a suspect loss to Georgia. Previous CFP darling Texas A&M drops their second in a row to Old Miss. Gave up 23 points in the fourth quarter there. Way to defend this house. Yeah, uh, right. Welcome back to the party. USC, I'm not sure if they're staying or going or what their issue is, but with three losses, they're back in the top 25, coming in at number 15 this week. Uh, welcome to the party for the first time, San Diego State, and welcome to Troy. RFP, good riddance. UNC, unacceptable. Just like, unforgivable. Thursday night against Duke. Virginia Tech, also lost to the other Tech at Georgia Tech. Baylor is also out of the top 25. So thinking about our party analogy, Evan, who in the top 25 would you ask to maybe make a quick beer run for us to take a step out of the party? I can't ask both. <laughs> uh, if I can only ask one, A&M. The state of Mississippi is god-awful at football, and you lost to them both. And this most recent loss at uh, against Ole Miss was at home. So A&M... Please go get some beer. You can come back to the party when you have some. Evan, if you could sum up this week in one word, I think many people would use chaos. Three of the for top sure. four lost. First time since 1985 that that's happened. Michigan also was ranked number two in 1985, also lost on a last-minute field goal. But for goodness sakes, the upset train continued all the way down to Division <laughs> three as Mount Union broke their 112-game regular season win streak, which dated all the way back to 1996. And after losing to, what up with the CLE, John Carroll University. Thoughts? Uh, Yeah, man. As the wise American poet Kanye West would say, shit's cray. For those of you who don't know, Mount Union is about an hour from where Matt and I grew up. We know a couple guys that played on that football team that went to our high school. Um, That streak was a very big deal. So the streak begs... Dates back to 1996, but since 1994, they are 222 and 2. That's insane. Matt, they've won every Ohio Athletic Conference title since 1994. In that same time, they've won the D3 championship 
11 times. And they have a real playoff, not this BS four-team playoff. They have a real playoff. And they've been the runner-up seven times. Matt, there's only been... There's only been 21 seasons since 1994. That's insane. <laughs> that new math, though. Mm-hmm. Wow. But anyways, so we focus on the FBS here. So let's get into that chaos. So three teams in the top four losing. Clemson goes down 43-42 at home against Pitt. Michigan on the road. Kinnick Stadium goes down 13-14. And Washington lost at home 23-13 to USC. My thoughts on those losses as a whole, I think Clemson's is the quote-unquote worst, the most concerning for a couple reasons. One, the reputation of Death Valley that's usually in the nation considered one of the hardest places to play, and Pitt comes in and wins. Two, quality of opponent. An example, Pitt is not ranked right now, whereas USC is. Overall expectations, not only of the season, but just the end of the line, I feel like Everyone in, you know, I'm guilty of this too, thought, you know, Clemson should be smooth sailing for the rest of their season. Um, and then here yeah. they drop this game at home. So, Matt, which loss concerns you the most? I think out of those top four teams, I think I'd agree that the Clemson loss is the most concerning. They've been teetering the fourth quarter multiple times this year. I'm having flashbacks to NC State, game mm-hmm. which they probably should have lost, ended up freaking it out in overtime. Uh, but I'm also concerned with the Washington loss. I thought going into this week, I would have said 100% Washington is a contender. But theirs is the least competitive of all the games. You know, the Pitt kicked a field goal with five seconds left. Iowa kicks a field goal. Absolutely. As time expires, Michigan is on the road there. Washington was hosting USC, and we're never really in the game. And it, it yeah. really makes me question the Pac-12 in general. Because we're thinking that going into that game, Washington, far and away, strongest Pac-12 team. So if it's not Washington... Like, US, USC's on the up and up, but they have two losses? Is that really, like, is that the best team? I don't know. I don't know. I have questions about the Big 12 now. Yeah, I don't know if I have as much concern, although I, I fully admit that that Washington game is concerning. I, I think it may say something more to how good USC is versus how bad Washington is. But, Matt, as we said earlier. You remember that Alabama put up 50 on USC, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Everyone's, everyone's got off days, right? <laughs> agree to disagree i guess um so but matt as we, we alluded to earlier only two teams a&m and auburn fell out of the top 10 so did these so. did these losses really change the landscape that much it changed the landscape and that it opened the floodgates now every one and two loss team that was currently you know five through 15 yeah. is at, you know licking their chops legitimate and i'm using legitimate in like terms that are going Teams are to be considered for the playoff. Yeah. Left in Bama, and then you know we're, we're going to have three other one or two loss teams in yeah. the playoff. So now it's like everybody's back in. So what I want to do is go through the top ten. Okay. And let's talk contenders and pretenders. Okay. Let's start at number one, Bama, contender or pretender. Oh, you know this is really tough. <laughs> um, contender, obviously. Number two, Buckeyes. Buckeyes, contender to make the playoffs, does have a difficult road. Needs to win at least at Michigan, if not the Big Ten Championship. Louisville, who moved up to number three this week. Contender or pretender? This is a tough one, but I'm going to actually say pretender. If for no other reason, if for no other reason, they can't make their championship game. So they're not going to make the playoffs. So at the end of the season, you have a one-loss Louisville team that lost on the road at Clemson in a tight game. You're not going to take them over whom else? I, I think also West Virginia. I mean, I mean, this is you know, this is all speculative. Unfortunately, we still have a couple more weeks. I, okay, let me rephrase this. I don't think Louisville has. Everything we do is speculative. We either talk about last week or this week. 
True. <laughs> well, when you when you put it like that, yeah. <laughs> I think saying Louisville is not is going to win out is probably a given, but are they going to be in a close game, you know what I mean, where they need a late field goal or a really late touchdown to win? And then do you look at a maybe Michigan, Ohio State, or Wisconsin who have two losses that played very well as well against uh, competitive opponents? Would you let them in? I, I mean, I, I just overall disagree. I think Louisville lost a tight game. They showed they can match up with some of the best in Clemson. Uh, and every other game, they've pretty much dominated, including you know a Florida State team, which the AP and coaches know something that we don't because they consistently keep putting them back in the top 20. But you're not even really a Clemson guy. You low-key think Clemson's going to drop the ball no, at some point. Right. So, he's up. Contender, just like Ohio State, difficult road. I, I do not see a lot of scenarios where two big Big Ten teams make it now that Michigan has lost. I would agree with that. I also agree Ohio State and Michigan are both contenders because the winner of that game is going to be in the playoff. Agreed. Uh, now, what I want to get to is Clemson. I'd have to say that they are a pretender. I, when we went through the top 25, they have been teetering back and forth. It's looked like, are they going to lose? Are they going to lose? They keep hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. And then finally, you know, dropped the ball this week to Pitt. At home, that team is a pretender. I say contender. I agree, you know, maybe they, they might Clemson it up later in the year, but uh, much more likely than Louisville to make their conference championship, and I think the committee's going to take conference champions over teams that didn't even make it to the game. Wisconsin, number six, contender or pretender? I will also say contender, hardest of the three Big Ten teams to get there. Outside chance, certainly they need to win out and probably convincingly win the Big Ten championship it's game. Not a, it's not an easy task to beat a team twice, though, which Michigan or State would have to do, assuming that Wisconsin wins out. I would agree, though. I think Wisconsin is a contender. Seven, Washington, contender, pretender. Contender still has a couple teams to play, including Colorado. That could be kind of quote-unquote signature wins. Committee usually favors late wins. Agree. Committee favors late wins. Disagree with Washington is a pretender. I don't know. I don't mean to sound alarmist after the one loss against USC. But you but will. it was the least competitive of the games. And, I mean, I'm really concerned about how they go down the stretch. I've said for weeks I think Washington State's going to have their number the last week. We'll see if that happens or not. But they did not look competitive to a three-loss USC team. I don't know how you are then a contender against teams like Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, or Louisville. Number eight, Oklahoma. They could ch- they could change my mind with a win this weekend, but right now, pretender. Agree. Penn State, number nine. Pretender. Just too difficult of a road to get there. And let's go back. They also lost to Pitt. Oh, well, good point. Pretender. West Virginia. Pretender. I mean, similar to Oklahoma, could change my mind if they get there. Big 12's got some bias against them, I think, with the quality of that program. So, you know, you already got one loss, and we kind of talked about, are you going to take maybe a two-loss Big 10 team over a one-loss other conference team to reward the Big 10 uh, for their strength of conference? I think it's possible. So, I'm saying pretender. I think the same way that Oklahoma could show something this weekend, West Virginia could show something. True, true. I don't think I don't think West Virginia is going to win this weekend. Spoiler alert to pick them. I went high on West Virginia early in the season. I'm back on the Dana Holgerson train, and uh, I think they're a contender. I think they win against Oklahoma in Morgantown this weekend, and they could. You know, I I'm, I'm really questioning the pack. I can see the pack being left out of the college football playoff, but leaves room for the Big Twelve champion, which very well could be West Virginia. The only other undefeated team besides the Alabama Crimson Tide 
the Western Bronco. Everybody moves up but them. Messed up, man. Real messed up. <laughs> Where are they rowing the boat to? <laughs> In circles, it appears. Just the 21st, I guess. Just that yeah. stationary row. <laughs> let's talk, uh, let's talk pick All right, folks. Matthew got crushed last week. Before we jump into next week, he got host. Uh, he's flicking me off right now. Um, he went one and seven versus your favorite Evan going five and three. Both got burned by USC, Duke, and Iowa. Didn't really see those wins happening. Have to admit, damn you, Kinnick Stadium. But Matt's bizarre picks of unranked Texas, awful Oregon, Brett Bielema and the Razorbacks, and Minnesota burned him pretty good. Although I have to admit, I was nervous about that Nebraska Minnesota game. But I- you know, I said two on the pod that I was taking some risks. Uh, you were, I you were. I, on every I applaud that. I'm applauding that. West Virginia, Texas was competitive. Yes. Oregon was an awful pick. Bielema usually comes through in November. They're just on the struggle bus right now. The overall standings, if anyone's keeping track at home, Evan 30, 17 and one. Matt 29, 18 and one. So, let's jump into this week. We agree on most of the games. First game we're picking is number three, Louisville at Houston. Could there be an upset alert? Neither you you or I think so. We're both taking Louisville. Uh, second game could be pro- probably the best game of the week. Number 20, Washington State at Colorado. Both teams lead their respective divisions. So this could actually influence who makes the uh, Pac-12 championship. And we're both taking the buffs. Um, Matt is, seems to be confident, though, that Washington State's going to come back and beat Washington later. I don't know. I can't justify that pick in my head. But anyways. Let's uh, see. Wait and see. True, true. Then we got the makeup game. Florida at number 16, LSU. No hurricanes in sight, so this should be good to go. We're both taking Bayou Bengals. Then we have number 15, USC at UCLA. Is SC for real? Will they be too beat up from that Washington win? And interestingly, all their losses come away from the Coliseum, which this is a road game. But you and I are both going Trojans. And then finally, finally... Big news, though, on the Western front. You might not be getting any love from the AP poll or the coaches poll or the playoff committee, but God damn it, game day loves you. Game day's <laughs> first time they're hosting in Kalamazoo. Get your signs ready, Broncos. Buffalo is visiting them, and we are both taking the Broncos. Row the boat. Row the boat, baby. So this brings us to the only game where we disagree. Number eight, Oklahoma is visiting number 10, West Virginia. This could have some implications on who comes out with that championship in the end. I'm taking Oklahoma. You're taking West Virginia. Why are you taking West Virginia? Well, you know my affinity for home teams uh, this late in the season. So, game in Morgantown. West Virginia did surprise in the way that they lost to Oklahoma State, but that was at Stillwater. I think in Morgantown, West Virginia gets it done. All right. We'll see. Uh, Matt, before I let you wrap this up real quick, we have a exciting announcement, sort of. We are hoping that next week we'll have our first guest on the show. You heard that right, first guest. Our cousin, cousin-in-law, not sure how you describe that, guy that's married to our cousin, Jason Labar, former member of the Central Michigan Chippewas football team. I'm excited for it. Everyone should get pumped. Yeah, hopefully he agrees to come on. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll uh, find find somebody to fill the time we'll get Claire oh that would be great that'd be fabulous so we're excited about that um, hopefully we'll work that out sometime next week I do want to say dude I was looking through your Amazon Prime account and uh, I found an interesting order from Fathead you oh yeah 
Yeah, he would have ordered it for a Janu Smith bet. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't mean... didn't realize you were such a big FIU fan. Who doesn't um, love FIU? Shout out to Janu Smith, who is out for the rest of the season due to boils on his skin from his girlfriend pouring hot water over him after they disagreed about, about the amount of time in which he spent with her in the last month. So I'd like to award them both Fathead of the Week. Can I get LL Cool J in here for a minute? Because the reasoning of I poured boiling water all over your body because you didn't spend enough time with me last month, like, that's a lie. That's a lie. So thank you for tuning into another week of 15 Minute You. Uh, remember, you can find us on iTunes, wherever else you get your fine podcast. Please hit the subscribe button, and then you'll never miss an episode. We will be back on Tuesday night with a quick episode of Five Minute You. Uh, whatever you do, folks, remember, don't pick them like my brother. Don't pick them like my brother. And enjoy the super moon. Oh.